0: Can't get enough of Cthulhu in Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. I'm here tonight with uh, the cast as we know them. Uh, we have Mel playing Faye Dawson. How is Faye this evening?
0: Uh, she's doing a lot better since she came over her last sickness, you know, Russian stew and all.
1: Yeah. Watch the borscht. Uh, you, yeah, you just had three-day-old stew that really wasn't refrigerated. I mean, of all Faye's choices, I think this is actually one of the most common-sense ones, don't you? Mm. I mean, considering... <laughs>
0: I don't know about that, but I mean, it, it didn't kill her. You know, I think but, I'm on my fifth life now.
1: There you go. She probably was sopping up the with old with three-day-old bread, too. So I'm good. I think that's just... Stale bread won't kill you.
0: Hungry. Bad soup will. But
1: <laughs> that soup will destroy you.
0: I'm happy I didn't die in Russia. I yield my time.
1: <laughs> there you go. I, I yield the floor. And next to her is our Catherine Ross, played by Lauren. How is Catherine doing this evening? Now that she's moved into better digs with heat.
2: Oh my God, it's fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, being in Russia, Catherine can go back to a little bit of her, you know, more reserved, verbally days, her, her verbal reserves. I don't know. Th- this sentence died, but the point is, she doesn't have to say much because our rooms are bugged anyway. Right. So, At this point. yeah, it's everybody's like super direct in communication, everyone's glowering. There's a part of her that's like, am I Russian? What? <laughs> So, that's actually,
1: that's actually very... <laughs> <laughs> R-
2: Rosevitch. Rosevitch. <laughs> maybe my goat farm will be in Russia I'll change my name to Rosovich.
1: oh lord and playing our, our mystic and clairvoyant well from here from the west but that's okay she'd be east if it was in, no it'd still be here. either way Ella Walcott played by Kayla how are you tonight Kay
3: she is very intrigued by the turn of events, where she just lost her new favorite plane, and really all she wants to do is just get out of here because, like, getting near Russian heads is just very confusing because they're all thinking the same thing. When can I get my next bowl of borscht?
1: There you go. <laughs> Sorry, any
3: Russians. I am not being offensive. It's not meant to be. Offensive. It's
1: 1931. <laughs> We're not trying to be offensive. <laughs> These stereotypes are just what they are. Just stereotypes.
3: Any Russian listening, uh, please disregard anything we just said.
1: Right. Any Russian who lived through the Stalin era, please. Uh, and finally, our, our local, who was the interpreter for the ladies when they arrived in, in Leningrad and is now with, held up with them in a very nice hotel, uh, is our smuggler Vadim. And played by Scott. How's Vadim tonight?
4: He's doing okay. He's he's comfortable that he's identified the the bugs in the in their their rooms and such, but he's finds his stomach turned by the by the uh the the, the hypocrisy of the the lavish life that these uh people are leading. Yeah. He's not, not looking not a, forward to the party.
1: <laughs> not at all. Okay. Round
4: peg, square hole.
1: Gotcha. Well, but he'll be dressed well. I mean, because as we left off last time, our listeners probably remember. They, uh, the team had been spoken to by uh, Mr. By one of the uh, leaders of the OGPU named Brazilovich, and he kind of was able to put together because of just some really, really big holes in the story that the women must have stolen this plane and brought it to Russia for the state. Like this was just a great thing to do, and that's why their stories didn't jive so well, and they're not really writing for the. For cut papers in the West, I mean they're Americans, but they're these women are patriots to the cause. These women are, you know, fundamentally, you know, they're communists, and they and they wanted to do something great for Mother Russia and prove that they deserved citizenship in the in the great, you know, Soviet republic. So, with that being said, uh, he took the team as they are and put them up in this magnificent hotel uh, overlooking the, the Red Square, and they're on the I don't know fifth or sixth floor, and it's just. They got Vadim has his own his own smaller suite, a junior suite. But the girls are put up in this beautifully set up room, like Catherine indicated, uh, with bugs and wires and everything. But that's that's okay. I mean, that's just that's just keeping everybody honest. You know, we're just trying to make sure everybody's on the same page. But for the but in in reality, clothes have been brought up. They've had a tutor, a Russian tutor's been provided for them, so that they can speak the language properly and even with better diction. So yeah, life is good right now. Everything's going well. And they even have a couple of ideas on, potentially in the future, how to get their hands on or near the Ice Princess. Uh, this Scythian woman who was buried out into the, you know, far off in the ice thousands of years ago. And uh, about, well not thousands, about 1200 years ago. And um, we're going to see where that leads us right now. So the uh, that evening, you had had dinner. Uh, clothes were being sent up. You now have a something that you're writing on. I, I believe Adam was, had given everybody paper and pen and said, you know, we don't really communicate unless it's, it's in the silent form by just writing things out longhand. And, uh, but food had been brought up on carts. There was um, excellent pastries, lots of vodka, the whole bit. It was, it was a, it was a little celebration in itself uh, tonight in the room and the clothes are all set up. So the next morning, sh- true to their word, the uh the woman arrives to start teaching I'm sorry it was a gentleman I believe the gentleman arrives to start teaching um a little bit more russian to the ladies
4: professor drakov
1: that's right professor drakov and he is going to be uh he was from the university and he is just going to be start trying to polish up just some of your basic phrases so that when you attend the state banquet this evening you at least can present yourself properly to the different members of the committee that will be in attendance. So ladies, go ahead and each one of you roll me a d10.
3: That would be a
2: mighty eight. Okay. I rolled 10. Wow, a simple four.
1: Okay. Everybody divide that by two and add that to your Russian skill.
3: 14. Lovely. So
1: Faye picked up a lot of words while in the bathroom. uh, And it definitely (laughs) helped out because she rolled the best. And the women that were actually here walking around Russia and dealing with some other issues, not so much. But that's okay.
3: Um, you, uh, she basically learned how to say all the cuss words because that's how she needed to, to describe her pain.
0: I right. also learned, please, this room is occupied in Russian very well.
4: <laughs> right.
0: Occupado.
4: <laughs> for a good time, call Olga. It's written on the back bathroom wall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wrote my own graffiti on there just to fit in, just for some fun.
1: So, uh... That the day goes by, that that'll be the, the little boost you get to your to your Ruski speech, Ella. Let's start with you.
3: Oh, great. Okay.
1: It's about four in the afternoon. Uh, mm-hmm. The banquet starts at seven. What are you wearing? How are you dressed? What are you thinking about? You how you want to look? There are they've brought up all different times of all different options in your size. You can go from starlit fancy all the way down to. You know, English pepper pot, just black skirt, black blouse. You know, very, very standard stuff.
3: I kind of want to take a not a knack at the wh- whatever the term for it is, or is it take a shot? Like take, take a, a shot, shot at yeah, take a um, shot the Russian yeah. Soviet flag colors, but subtly. Like, what what are the colors? Are they? I'm I'm thinking red something. Red and gold. Red, red and, gold. and gold. I would choose probably like a deeper red option very mm-hmm. fine and like fitting but like high neckline but okay it's fitted well, to show off everything i want with like a black detailing i suppose is what i'm going and
1: for. like a gold scarf or something
3: yeah like a gold um pashmina or shawl sort of thing
1: for those listening at home that don't know what a pashmina is Ella, what is a pashmina?
3: A pashmina. I actually, I know what it is, but I can't describe it. So I'm going to turn it
0: over to Lauren, who has a pashmina. Mel also has pashminas too. I don't like this erasure.
3: I'm sorry. I only know that my sister has one. I've never seen you wear a pashmina in my home. I borrowed one from your mother. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, well some one
0: of you two please explain what a Pashmina is.
1: Sweet Christ, will somebody just <laughs> tell me what a Pashmina is?
0: No, go on by all means. It's it's a wrap. It's an it's an elegant looking wrap to drape around your shoulders in case you get like a shawl? Chili. Yeah, it's like a shawl.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's all that is. I just don't This is the really gripping stuff that we bring to you on the Bardic College every week.
1: Listen. Hey,
0: I'm teaching them vocabulary.
1: I'm trying to... F- that's fine. And and you know what? Somebody out there went... Uh, one of our male listeners or one of our female listeners may have said, I wonder what the hell a pashmine is. Now we know. It's something Mel, Mel borrowed from my, my wife. Okay. <laughs> All right. And hair, Ella, up, down?
3: Uh, in an up, do very much so with like a rhinestone pin to keep it in place.
2: Catherine. God, I'm going to look drab next to the... Sophia <laughs> flat. <laughs> What?
1: Next to the Soviet flag.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm gonna look rather drab. Um, I want to dress conservatively to show that I'm not some sort of, you know, capitalist junkie. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's the right way to go, but you know, it's um, it's more like a really nice suit, charcoal gray, accent of pearl. Hair is down because um, I wear my hair up too much for work. So when I, I literally let my hair down.
1: Comfortable shoe?
2: I've indulged in a less than practical shoe, because it's a dinner.
1: But you're still in a a suit-type outfit.
2: Like, yeah. All right. Very sleek.
1: A sleek suit in gray. Got it. In Russia. Understood. And Faye, how are you
0: dressed? After recovering from her ordeal, has decided that, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to look so hot, I want- I don't mind the attention- on me tonight so I'm wearing a very beautiful elegant blue dress that's going to make my blonde hair and hazel eyes pop I'm going to be wearing my hair down because usually it is up I'm going to have makeup on I'm basically I'm dressing to the nines I haven't dressed this nicely since the OG banquet that all of our original characters met at so you know I want to wow people so I'm gonna look good okay
1: all right excellent and Vadim yes sir Gentleman's tuxedo, I'm sure something of that nature, or are you in a
4: suit? Would uh, would for culturally speaking, um, would a uh, would a tuxedo would Vadim know that a tuxedo is appropriate for such a for such a party? I don't know. You gathering? tell me. As no, am I'm, I'm, rub- I'm honestly, I mean, he would have an idea of you know what uh, you know yeah. the ruling class or what have you wears. Um, are they wearing like, you know, like Stalin would only be seen in that strict party attire, you know, and such. Um, but, um, so would a tuxedo be over the top or, I guess my point being is that Vadim would dress to fit in. Okay. So the, with the group that you're going to be
1: with and there's a cocktail hour, Vadim gets the the general gist from one of the, you know, the, the waiters on the area that brought up lunch or whatever that it, 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 you know, a black tie is, is not. Out of place okay. you know, a Tuxedo would be Tuxedo fine. it is Alright that's the way that's going to go The rest of the afternoon goes fine Everyone gets ready By about 5 o'clock, 5.30 uh, A car is brought around for you And it's being kept running downstairs Is there anything you want to arrange uh, Or do Or handle amongst yourself as a team Anything you don't want to discuss Anything you want to control This would be the time for the four of you To make your notes, talk about it You know and we're gonna talk, but we realize you're doing it in writing.
3: I was going to be like the first one to write down, like Fadim, Any suggestions on small talk? Because Not I want to know how to talk to them.
4: <laughs> Kate makes point. Uh, stay stay away from religion, uh, unless you uh, unless you want to uh, go uh, away.
3: <laughs> she pulls up a thumb. Like,
0: yeah, got you.
4: Should have a safe word. Um, warning.
0: All right, what do we want to make it?
4: Can I get you another drink?
5: What if one of us
0: really wants a drink? How about, what about a specific drink? Shirley Temple? What parties are you going to? It was England. (laughs) We don't get drunk very often. Good lord, woman. Do you want another vodka? Neat. I don't know. What do people here drink? Vodka, so why don't we ask for water? Will someone fetch me a water? Wonderful. Okay, that'll be our signal.
2: Great. So, do we do we have any idea of the of the seating arrangements this evening? Um, no. No. Oh dear. Oh, I hope we're sitting with each other.
4: Don't well, even know if it's a dinner party.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a cocktail before, and then a dinner. It's a dinner bank. It's a banquet.
4: Okay. okay. Um, um, we should um, we should discuss. Things that we want to avoid discussing, like, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about going uh, going east to investigate uh, this thing that uh, that you all um, are here for. Mm-hmm. Probably we should avoid much talk about us going east. Maybe, maybe if something can be brought up, like off the cuff, that you're interested in touring the eastern part of the country or something like that, you know, we might be able to find help with uh, with train passage or or the proper the proper authorizations and paperwork that would allow us to uh, traverse out east, if we play it right, though.
2: I believe that keeper. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't uh, Ivor last episode kind of allude that like this could this is something that could be worked out? Like, oh yeah, you want to go see the east? I'll go get you the east.
1: You talking about Prasolovich?
4: Brezlovich. Brezlovich.
1: Yeah. There
2: was an Ivor. Yeah. It's a cool name. It's
4: uh, Ivor is is uh, Paulina Demakov's employer. He's oh. he's the putz. Oh. Oh. He's
2: not so
4: nice. If Ivor he's the putts, Got it. Yeah, Fromitsu. If he's if
2: he's at the party, I think we
4: should avoid him.
2: Avoid Ivor Ivor the putz. Got it. Um, <laughs>
1: yes, but Brezlovich said that he would be able to make arrangements, uh, which is within his gift. There will be bigger people than him here. So okay. you know it. There, there would be the opportunity to bring something up. You, Vadim is right. You're going to have to. This is going to be very much a chess game, of collecting data and information. It's out there. There's a lot of holes without if you, giving up information. Correct. And the other part is, as we all know, mouths begin to open as the vodka seeps in.
3: And I was just about to say that.
1: There you go. Okay, Wonderful. great. So Ella, thank you. That's a good point.
3: Yes. yes.
4: Do not over imbibe. Yeah.
1: Well and, and they and as they do, you may have better success. So the later it gets in when the more the drinks are hitting
4: is when people have a tendency to slip up a little bit easier. So. You you all will be under a microscope. They will be very curious about you.
2: We are very strange people.
4: Story straight.
2: I plan to speak as little as possible. Oh same which here. Is easy that for should me.
0: be very easy for you, darling. No yeah. exactly. Not easy for me though. I'm My gonna really have state. to dial it back. Um, well
4: this um this new direction that Brazilovich has taken us in with uh with him painting us as patriots, we could lean into that. Uh, but you you all need to come up with a with a believable, consistent story as to why and what your purpose here is now.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask because since I was indisposed uh previously um, so our coverage journalist is blown mm. Mm.
4: it could still be you know like you're interested in you know in, in presenting information back home to, to forward the you know the Russian cause you know the Soviet cause type of thing actually not Soviet yet but um, you know so that's still viable I think but more in the sense of, of just the loyalty that you all are showing to you know and the love for Mother Russia so to speak
2: I'm scared, I'll admit, to lean into that too heavily because what happens when we all need to leave.
4: Well, that's why the writing story, I think, works well because Yeah, because
2: we have to go home yeah, and
4: Exactly and you're you know you're going to be taking back all the information that you found out here and the the inspiration and the the you know everything that uh, that that you've absorbed you're going to take back to the organizations that are friendly to Russia back in England and back in America and you're going to disseminate that and you're going to help grow the movements there so that you know this 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 thing can continue to grow and sweep the globe and You know, be one glorious movement, you know, that type of thing. So that gets you out.
2: So going to personally, I'm going to lean into that. Maybe I'll even bring a small notebook in my pocket for, you know.
1: So uh, the ladies are agreed. We're sticking to the journalist story.
0: Yes, I think that is our best bet.
1: Give me um, all of you can go ahead and give me an Intel roll.
2: Critical success. Nice. Failure. I got a hard Ooh, success, my good man. That
4: is a three, which is also a critical success for me.
0: Just rub your intelligence
4: and why don't you? So,
1: so Vadim, okay, uh, hard success for Ella as well. Yep. Um, It comes to uh, Vadim and Catherine fairly quickly that the one thing that Breslovich did mention was that, you know, and the thing that came up in the interrogation as you were talking amongst yourselves, is the origins of the plane. The fact that you brought the plane in Razilovich says oh they must have stole it if you want to make sure you have that set down now because they're going to ask you a lot about in your head you know this glorious thing you brought that the that for Russia and you want to make sure your story is absolutely airtight on that that no matter who's speaking with you you guys have the same basic understanding of did you steal it did you shoot everybody inside and take it? Did you that way? I mean, was it a was it a secret op? Did you just have an opportunity to buy a plane and it happened to be German? I mean, if you think about think about your answer though because if I just happen to stumble upon a plane that was German, you know, super new tech and I flew it to Russia, then your credibility as state heroes kind of goes to the shit. You just did it by accident. If you're looking to keep those avenues open, you're going to want to come up with some story that's plausible.
2: Right. Well, we had,
0: we had fake documents made up by Ying Ko to make it look like we had purchased the plane.
1: Well, that's all because you were covering your ass. But how did you get the plane? If Brazilovich now believes in his head with all the things that the mishmash, he's putting it together that it must have been stolen. Nobody, there's no way this was found in Nepal. Like, that's just silly. You either stole it, ju- you jumped it, you killed everybody on it. Something had to happen. You don't sell a plane that's still a, a, you know, a prototype. Yeah, The Germans aren't even producing this thing mass yet.
4: Well, because of, you know, tracking it back to Nepal is not necessarily a, a bad or a hard thing. Um, so you could come up with a story that is, you know, an, an associate of yours became aware of these Germans that were on some sort of expedition military expedition and uh and and it came to your attention and they were treating everybody badly and boorishly as those germans are apt to do and uh this fancy plane came along and that's the you know that's where you came up with the idea or or the
2: initial idea Catherine, this may be a terrible idea and i want to get one player's input on if this idea is okay to do we have a we have a friend her name is The Reflection, and uh. she got us this plane. I don't- I don't know. Like, that's- it's- it's totally true, but it's also, like, huh? Like, crazy. Also, she's a reclusive, vigilante, hero-type, gunslinging, pew-pew. How do we prove that she's not real? Did I She would- she would, have, would
4: not be a likable figure in I their eyes. I do not have
3: any okay, context made, in Russia, know. period. At she least would I don't think I did. a element. Also- no. The reflection doesn't deal with, no offense, but like dictatorships. Like she would want to put that down, and if you tried to pull that up, it's like, oh well, didn't she like put down that rebellion in like Germany or something?
2: Okay. Right. <laughs> Wasn't the reflection spotted in Germany I, where, where I just think I are?
1: I think vigilantism isn't really looked on as a good thing.
2: Yeah, well, the I, reflection was very anti-German, like like fa- fascist German,
1: and at this point in history, Stalin isn't. Stalin and Hitler were actually allies for a while. No oh, biscuit. Not yet. Okay. Yep. Because Hitler's not powerful enough yet to be on. He's on Stalin's Late radar, 30s. but he's not.
4: Yeah, Late he's 30s not. Is non-aggression pact.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay.
3: I do have an idea about the backstory. What is Well, your idea? so far,
1: I like. So far, Vodhams is good. What do you have, Ella?
3: Well, the entire like idea is to stick to the truth as humanly possible, so that way we don't mess up the details between each person getting questioned or talked to at the party so Mm -hmm. the three of us know that we were there we had to steal it to save our lives what if as journalists we were like is nepal forgive me but like china are they are they trying to become communist right now too no okay okay so I don't know. Maybe like because we were journalists, we were sent to right Nepal now. It is something. such
4: a it is such a remote region in the world in the 30s. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the the Chinese Communist Party is still fairly new in the 1930s. Um, that uh, you know, at, at at this point, Nepal is just a independent thing. You know, it's the, a blip. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a very you know heavily Buddhist you know religious country really almost like a theocracy
3: okay so is it completely out of the question to use our journalist background saying like we were in nepal like doing our thing up like just trying to do like a historical piece as well oh very heading much off so. to our next yeah no i think step. i think a
4: journalist being in nepal would would fly it's definitely a yeah. intriguing region and things like that
3: yeah it was our first stop on our tour of like Asia and then we were supposed to go to Russia next with our pieces but um we found this plane we stumbled we like found the site stole it brought it to Russia thinking that maybe that they-, they
2: could do good with it
1: Okay so you're it's thinking it's that sort of the
2: this was our opportunity to get in because okay. we wanted a warmer welcome I don't know
1: No it's it's bottom story pretty much the same way it's it's you you're you're saying that you know there It's just
3: adding the truth bits of like we found yep. it while in while we were doing a piece in the mountains which we kind of were because we were trying to find this object and we were learning yep. all about historical Nepal and we can talk about like the Nepalese people their customs the names of the people we came across like Torgi our guides and stuff and they can all mm-hmm. have that verified but also we came down from this village at that mountain. That's where the plane was landed. We're not entirely sure why, but we thought it would get us to Russia, and it, it was an added bonus of, oh, this is a very good thing for this state. It's like, okay. think oh, they can do some good here in Russia to like, replicate it or something.
4: Also important is who am I and how did you guys find me? Um, that, that keeps me out of the gulag. So... Um, <laughs> So, um, we don't want you to go there. No, we don't want to go there. So, so I have a cover. Um, I have a contact who in the the Ministry of Information, um, which is where my cover comes from. So that's the story. Is that um, you know your editor or what have you? Um, you know, put in a request um, to the, uh, but we. We didn't have an official request in at the Ministry of Information, did we? Mm. Oh, I guess um we'll say that um uh I have you know I have a friend who uh um I knew growing up that was that was um you know Asian um and uh whose whose family, you know, maybe he was I guess uh you know from the area of Russia I'm from. It's not it wouldn't be, you know, unheard of for for a foreigner to be there. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody I would known that that, you know, my family had remained in contact with from the that, that is in Nepal. And um Do you
3: want to call him Yanko?
4: I mean, Yinko is is uh is is the man, but um but he also there might be files on him. Yeah, let's just use I mean, it's, he's not the only Yinko. No. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, like uh like Ella was saying, you know, Lies woven in truth is, are much more effective. So Yinko knew me and knew that I worked, you know, that I did work with the Ministry of Information. And when you guys changed your mind to quickly come to Russia, he made a call to me to see if I could help smooth your, your insertion. Perfect. Perfect. Wonderful. Yep. All right.
1: Then the knock comes to the door. And ladies, you are escorted by... A gentleman who's in a suit uh, you recognize him from the front desk he's the you know the manager of the hotel bottom you also hear a knock down the hall on the junior suite as well there are two guards in this hallway but they've been here on you know all day they just are stationed half of it's for show but i mean they are they are carrying guns but uh you know you're the knock comes on the door you're gathered together you meet the girls in this beautiful beautifully accrued hallway i mean there's a chandelier in the hallway it's just magnificent red carpet on the floor vases with fresh flowers you know massive ferns and these floor vases and and all kinds of stuff and you're taken down to the elevator brought downstairs and uh brought out to the the two limos that are waiting for you not all of you five of you or sorry all the four of you are going to fit so how are we pairing off
0: um
4: however you wish
0: uh, do you want to go two and two? Yep. Um,
1: yeah. Someone's already holding the door. The back seat's there. It can fit three people.
4: Whoever uh, whoever is uh, has been picking up the language better. Um, they go in the other car without me. I think that's Faye by a little bit.
2: Yeah. So I'll go with I'll go with well, Ella. What is okay. everybody's Russian number? Can we say what our numbers are?
1: Uh, yeah,
4: you can. I guess. Seventeen.
2: Fourteen. Twenty. 20 so ella and Vodum, me and Faye. yeah okay Great. perfect
4: sounds good put
1: me with a creepy mystic
2: have fun with <laughs> right, that the
1: guy, the guy he's definitely afraid of
0: a, it'll be a bonding I experience a charming date i of can course. tell i can tell you all about your family Catherine and i are <laughs> mouthing good luck to you as we walk to our car <laughs>
1: ella did you catch that they're saying good luck
3: <laughs> i i try to say it back in russian completely oblivious like yeah you too and whatever good luck is in russian that's for that, right. like whatever
1: and Vadim's standing there looking going was that meant for me so, <laughs> i'm thinking um, yeah.
4: that was meant for me
1: <laughs> but ella caught it in the middle she just caught it snatched it out of the air gave it a- <laughs> uh Vadim you and ella are put into the first car we're the uh, fanciest
3: the,
1: yeah put in the first car it, oh it's a beautiful mercedes You know, two who you sit in, and they shut the door. And same thing for Faye and Catherine. You're brought in the backseat of the Mercedes, the one behind it, and the door shuts. And the driver, there's a partition, but it's not fully closed. And uh, the driver's just sitting there. Uh, The cars don't move. They just wait.
4: Um, I asked the driver um, why he's waiting. One more to join, sir, in this car.
2: What's he saying?
4: He says there is one more joining us.
3: Oh, Oh, good lord. Um, mm. Do you think I dressed appropriately for the occasion, or did I go a little too much with the pashmina? Mm,
4: with with all due respect, uh, my lady, you were quite stunning.
3: Oh, I thank you. It is, I must say, quite fine fabric work. You, you, I, I say, I try to say to the driver, in poor, poor Russian, so it probably comes out like your mother was a hamster. Uh, your tailors are very... Very generous <laughs>
4: yes his, his clothing is quite fine and under his breath he says, uh, would feed family for two months the door crack the door opens,
1: and a tall gentleman comes in. He removes his hat, sits down next to you, bottom ladies, same thing happens in the back of your in your car. gentleman comes in, not quite as tall as the one in the Mercedes in the front, lean, both of them sort of you know thinner but athletic, gets in the car, shuts it, and as soon as he gets in into each car car a and car B they give the command drive and the cars begin
4: to pull away do I um can I detect if he's armed yes he is armed uh, like visibly armed then okay it's under his coat
1: but
3: it's I'm not hard to
4: see it as a
1: gotcha.
0: I would like to smile at him
1: <laughs> you know what god damn it let's play D&D, give me a roll <laughs>
0: <laughs> <through
1: your charm. laughs> Damn straight.
3: Give me a roll. Well,
1: give me a roll. Let's see if you fail that smile. I oh rolled
0: no. a Russian dragon. I, I only was- have 15 charm. I'm going to be pissed at this oh, party. I was ready to roll, but I didn't know what for. I was like appearance, charm, uh, no. brawl, uh, what, uh, what have we- you.
1: No, Call of Cthulhu listeners is a little bit more lenient in the simple things like I try to go potty. Um, <laughs> I try to smile. No, you don't have to roll for that. We're good. Uh, so you smile at him and he looks at you and he smiles. And he says, great honor for you to attend banquet of the, the first committee. You should be, you should consider yourselves very lucky. Very lucky.
0: I say yes. in the best Russian that I can muster, I am very excited to see what awaits us at the banquet tonight. And I...
1: They don't have any kind of cheese from Venezuela. I'm sorry.
0: I, I, I'll make do. Uh, it's, I I...
1: That's what he translated. What you said was.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> he had no idea what the hell you got out, so he oh. thought maybe it was about a cheese. Oh, but that's okay.
0: Oh Lord, okay. I'm gonna. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's enough Russian for today.
1: Vadim, <laughs> in your car, the gentleman says, "When you are not escorting journalist women from the West, what do you do, Vadim?"
3: Is this in Russian? Yes. Okay, so I'm just happily like looking out the window and doing Well, give the me a roll. And Oz. Give uh- me a roll. Okay, you don't want to do that. I only have a 14. I'm the worst.
1: And if you roll a 12, you picked up most of it.
3: Are you going to believe me if I say it's a three? Is it a three? Yes.
1: Then you, then you're, then then believe it or not, <laughs> you're doing rather well. <laughs> You've got the, you're, you know, you're picking up the words and you're putting the sentences together. You're not getting every single word, but you're definitely putting together that he's asking Vadim what he does for a living.
3: Okay, so I'm still doing the oohs and ahs out the window
4: i uh, I respond um, I am jack of all trade i I pick up work where I can find it. The state has much work that needs to be done. indeed, indeed. I am very grateful kept very busy I find we myself uh, out of my element tonight comrade I'm, i uh, am, must must admit i I am not used to this type of uh, fanfare fanciness. the women that you are. Escorting around the city, our great
1: city, is has done a great service for, for the state. Mm-hmm. And it, there are those who wish to meet them and to say thank you personally. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. You have no idea. And he just starts looking out the window. So you pull up in front of this magnificent house on the outskirts of the city. It has been taken over. It was one of the houses of a cousin of the Rom- Romanov family, and it has now been turned into a banquet center for the upper echelon of the committee of the so of the of Russia. It's also where dignitaries will stay when in Leningrad. You know, people that travel from in other parts of Russia that come in to have meetings and things with with the Secretary General, uh, which by the way is Stalin at this point. His title was Secretary General, and uh, whenever that's who, they're, that's how they they stay here. So these grounds. As you as the Mercedes pull in there are the cars already assembled they're beautifully manicured lawns um, hedgerows are just magnificent. The driveway is almost three quarters of a mile long it's it's the nicest thing you've seen since you were out in the country by the Reese estate all the way back those months ago in England uh, which was by by comparison that was a like a cottage compared to this house. This is just ginormous. The ballroom itself it, it, the conservatoire and the ballroom can easily hold 200 guests if it had to. It okay. Is, it is a massive, massive place. Yeah. We're talking Anna Karenina, Tolstoy type, you know, war and peace stuff before. yeah.
2: I mean, it's, it's no England. It's, it's okay.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, an Amber room. Come on. Everybody's got one of those. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, what's the big deal? It's all, I mean.
2: Do you have Brenston pickle? No. I've seen Buckingham Palace. <laughs> this is all right.
1: So then you're done. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah,
0: I'm living so, it up. I don't know about y'all. They don't think these places in Brooklyn. Let me tell you that.
1: Yeah, the uh, so out of the car, you know, the you, cars pull up. Uh, you're immediately there's people dressed, you know, definitely in in the in the garb of servants, but their servant dress uh, is far more military looking than your standard butler's attire. Like they have epaulets, a leather band, you know, like a, a band across the the shirt. That almost looks like it would be like you know a sh- for a shoulder holster. I'm not saying that they're armed, but they're they're it's almost like military smart, more like you would see on a yacht, you know how they always try to you know bring in the the naval element to it. This is definitely militarized looking it's a formal attire for a servant to wear, but even the women are dressed very much you know in 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 very fine, but form is not what it, these are not functional these are form, they are built to look a certain way, and that way embodies the might of the Soviet, you know, of Russia at this point. I keep saying Soviet, but it's really not Soviet yet. You're taken, you know, you're let out of the car, gentleman opens the door, first Mercedes A, then Mercedes B, everybody gathers, and you're, you know, and you're brought immediately inside. The cocktail hour is just getting underway uh, out in the gardens, out back, so they bring you out there. There are massive bonfires burning. Uh, So a pashmina was a good call, whoever has that on. Uh, because it is a little bit it is a little cool this evening so um, Mel you probably grab like some sort of, uh, Faye grabs some sort of like a napkin on the way out and just tries to cover up <laughs> the cleavage because she's probably getting a real chill. She's, she's um, a little
0: chilly but she's not going to admit her uh, mistake to anyone because she doesn't want to hear it from Catherine that should have covered up should have dressed more appropriately. I told you this was going to happen.
4: Four F's Four F's. The four
0: F's of Frostbite I was else, also, right? <laughs> also going to say Did you uh,
1: and I hope that none of our female listeners, if you know who are out there, gets it. At, when you said, "I'm I'm going to just suffer and not admit it because I a, and I went, "A woman," uh, but
2: <laughs> wow, but,
1: well, no, because I'm just,
0: stubborn. <laughs> yeah,
1: I dressed in this incredibly inappropriate dress, but I'm not cold. Why? Because I'm a female. Okay, good.
0: I don't get uh, cold. No, no. Please. I'm sacrificing. Look, this is the prettiest I have looked in months. I will probably not look this pretty for a while, if ever again, depending on how I play my cards. So I'm 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 doing it. Wow. Um
1: Right. All right. So you're brought I a, in I an, have a question. Sure.
2: Am I underdressed?
1: No, you're 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 dressed okay if you were 50. Um <laughs> God no. and a matron or a widow. Uh, you're <laughs> so those are okay. Um Ella's dressed right about where the line should be. Faye's a little on the Marilyn Monroe or who would be uh, uh, in nineteen thirties. Who would it be? It wouldn't even be um, May West. Too early yet, right? Clara Bow. But whoever.
5: Probably.
1: Claire, Clara Bow. Yeah, you're a little more on the on the Bobo side, uh, where you're definitely turning heads, Faye, because Russian men like every like men everywhere tend to like a good form. Catherine, you're turning heads. People realize that you're that you're a pretty woman, but you're definitely dressed down as if you're you know you were teaching at the factory the new workers or you know something like that it's
2: i i'm just i don't well, think i described
3: my outfit well then so the crazy person I think you, is the i think you described it
1: incredibly well With i mean it's a, it's I'm a hearing. smart suit <laughs> ella your clairvoyance kicked in you dress properly yes yeah, so th- this is so this big garden party right now there's about 70 or 80 people bunch of couples uh some individuals move, moving about and you know all of a sudden you hear my friends my friends and it's Brazilovich, and he comes walking out, you know, up to the French doors. He offers his hand to Adam.
4: Shake I, it heartily.
1: We have to do the Hellfire Nights quote. What is it? We shake I it
2: v- pu- vigorously. I vigorously pump his hand. Pump his hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good evening. Uh, that's that's just a, a, an Easter egg from Hellfire Night. Sorry. Goodbye.
0: Shout out to Asher uh, Brenner.
1: <laughs> shout out to Asher Brenner and Doctor Uh So yeah, the garden party is moving on. Brazilovich, like, my friends. So many people to meet. So many people to meet this evening. You have come to one of the great moments in all of of our glorious revolutions history. Tonight, we have so many important people presenting speeches and other things about them. We will even have a mention of you and the great thing you did by bringing the plane here. Who knows? Who knows who you will meet? But I know you are going to make many, many friends tonight. Up here. over, Over here. You. And he grabs vodkas and he passes everybody a vodka, and he's like, you know, to, our, to a, the state and to General, you know, Secretary Stalin, and he tries to clink glasses with everybody.
2: Gentle clink. I give a I hard down to the clink. drink
3: in one. Okay, yep. there we go. Oh no,
4: no sipping. Um, Ooh,
1: he
0: says that is quite brisk. It's vodka, babe. I know. <laughs> uh, we've been drinking it here for weeks. Yep, and it doesn't get any easier, does it? I say as I like all that burning i I tried to down it in one, and I spit a little bit of it back into the cup because I just wasn't ready, but I tried to cover it up
1: so the next he says uh oh you you had an interest in going going possibly east. I have just man who's in very very powerful player coming up through the ranks of the of the committees he is um right now one of the secretaries the under secretaries of the judiciary, but he has many friends that can help you leave this our state and travel a little bit more freely hold on let, let me get him nikita nikita over here and he comes over and this guy who's really strong chested and very little hair um, it's just on the sides of his head uh about five foot nine five foot eight strongly built looks like he's a bull comes walking over and he's got a massive vodka in his hand seriously and beautiful yeah and a beautiful woman on his arm and he comes over and he goes what is it that you wish to talk to me about, Comrade Brazhulovich? And he's like, no, "These are my friends. These are the women I spoke to you about that brought us the glorious plane that the Germans had designed, that long-range flyer." And he's like, "Dah, most excellent to meet all of you. My name is uh, Nikita Khrushchev, and I am most happy to make your acquaintances. And let me uh, let me shake first the hands of the ladies." So brave to do this fine thing for us. And he extends his hand first to you, Faye.
0: Um, I give him my hand, and I do a strong shake, or should I let him kiss my hand?
1: You can let him kiss your hand the way you're dressed, yep.
0: Yeah, I extend my hand then.
1: Give me an appearance roll, Faye.
0: Okay. That is a critical success.
1: The woman on his arm is giving you dirty looks. Oh, boy. She's about 26, uh, blonde, very pretty but, you know, dressed very nice, but not even as nice as you. And he's looking over, and he you see him go, You could not find something to match this. This is how you come and embarrass me. And looks over, and he says, Yes, we will talk later. You have... I have many friends, but you have done nothing to produce
2: anything like this woman is dressed.
1: And you are, and he looks at you, Catherine.
2: Catherine Ross, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. No, sir. No, sir? I'm...
1: No, I am comrade, like you.
2: It's a politeness where I'm from, comrade. Thank you.
1: Well, where you are from, do they take German planes because they are brave to do for state? Would you have done this thing for New York City? No, you've done it for Russia. and This is why you are here tonight to join among us and be celebrated. You deserve to hold your head high. You are a strong, powerful woman, and I appreciate what you have done.
2: I feel some sort of way. I love this guy. There's a
1: no, you don't. <laughs>
3: uh, why can't you just let me? Sit?
0: Maybe he's what a
1: sweetheart. What a really cuddly bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, co- he looks at you, Ella, and he says, "And you, what is your name, lady? Please, if I may ask."
3: Ella Walcott, and I hold out my hand as Faye did, and I say in Russian. It's a pleasure.
1: Oh, well, ah, very good. I see you already are picking up our tongue. This is excellent. A wonderful uh, professor
3: has been helping us out so very generously.
1: Ah, well, this is good. I hope that one day we will be able to speak as equals among the party, as, I mean, that you will be able to come to me, <coughs> and I will be able to say to you how proud I am to have you as a member of the, of, our, of our committee and family.
3: We could not be more happy to have such wonderful acceptance among you and all these comrades here tonight.
1: And then he looks at you, Vadim, and he extends his hand and he says You look as if you are from our
4: glorious country already, and you are sir. Comrade Kurushev, it's honor to meet you. Uh, my name is Vadim Gavrilov. I I do come from the uh from the country, as you say. I am a country boy myself. Ah. And
1: the big cities. This is where we have to industrialize the workers and make make everyone understand that its importance for the future of our state. But in truth, my heart calls for the mountains and for the open fields of
4: our home, of
1: the heartland of our state, of our country.
4: The uh, the foundation that has grown there grows deep roots that uh, still still provide uh, everything you need when you are here in the concrete city. Without those pastures, we not
1: feed the the hard-working laborers that we have here. uh, It is good to keep that in our mind. We have to remember these. Your words are enheartening, heartening, Conrad. Well, I must be moving on, Brazilovich. I will talk to you soon. I'm, I'm being flagged to speak with someone else, if you'll just excuse me. And he makes his way over and walks off. So, yes, he is in the room.
4: Nikita Khrushchev. Young, yeah, but he's here. <laughs> I have a feeling
1: poor...
3: Hold on, is this sc- supposed to be somebody like we know?
4: He is the, uh, in the future, is the Russian premier uh, after Stalin.
3: Oh, no.
4: Famous for his uh, showdown with Eisenhower when he banged his shoe on the table at the uh, UN. And for the Bay of Pigs. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh uh, okay. T- retract cuddly bear comment.
4: <laughs> so... He also he also orchestrated the defense of uh, of Stalingrad during the um, during the uh, the uh, the German. Uh, what do you call that? You know, when they uh, uh, what's that when you when you when you entrench around a city and you try to siege? wait them out. in the siege of Stalingrad that was bloody. Oh, that's right. as hell. Yes, yes. He was, that's right. He, he was, was. Uh, he was one of the leaders that uh, organized the defense of it.
2: After you said so- the name, I'm very sorry. My history isn't that great in this time period, all I could think of was the, um, that the song. We didn't start the Fire,"
1: that, <laughs> that one. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. He said so, uh, he? Yeah. 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 Yes. It's my um, reference. So all of a sudden he looks across and he says, most fascinating to this gentleman. He is, um, he is a friend that uh, he has traveled very much. Matter of fact, I think he's even been to parts of America at some point. Hold on. Lazar. Lazar over here. He has someone with him. One moment. Let me. This, Lazar, please. I have very important women to introduce you to and, and a comrade who is helping. Bring him with you. Bring him with you. So this other gentleman comes up and Lazar is um he's stout, probably about five, seven, not quite as barrel big as Khrushchev was like just, just this wall of a man. Uh, but he's still strong-looking, big. He has a, a very, very tight-cut beard on his face. And uh, he walks up and he says, yes, yes, it's so it's good to see you again, Uh Allow me to introduce you to a friend of mine. Uh, he's here on some very important business going out to T- Tomsk. Uh, his name is Jack Cavendish. Uh, Mr. Cavendish, uh, this is a good friend of mine, uh, leader of the OGPU. Uh, Brazilovich. Oh, Mr. Cavendish, please let me introduce you to Fay Dawson, uh, Catherine Ross, and Miss Ella Walcott, and their escort, Vadim. Uh, these are the people that did a great service for Russia. We'll be speaking about it later this evening.
5: Oh, wonderful. So wonderful. Nice to meet you. Yes, Cavendish. Jameson Cavendish, the fourth. Jack, do in I, fact, my friends.
3: Do I detect a London accent?
5: Well, by way of Africa, yes, yes. Born in London and raised in old Kenya, my beloved home.
3: That sounds wonderful. She, like, kind of leaves Vadim behind and approaches him boldly. It is quite
5: wonderful, woman.
3: Please tell me all about it. I have been so curious as to hear what people from there are like.
5: Well, they're much like myself, I must say. I, I don't know that I'm anything more than, than an Englishman, honestly. abroad.
3: Well, you are a dashing Englishman abroad indeed. How did you come to be in Russia?
5: Well, it's a wonderful story. Uh, Guganovich yeah, had come down, and I had taken him plains game hunting uh, for the kudu, you know, and uh, we'd had a, a run-in with a lion, and when all was said and done, we became the closest of friends, you know, and uh, he called me and said, we have a bear up here. Would you would you be interested in coming up? And I said, well, sure, it would be. I'll come up and kill your bear for you. And, well, here I am, story as it is, you know.
0: You're a hunter.
5: Oh. Yes, yes, yes. The, the of the big white hunter. Yes, yes, That's really my father, you know, Cavendish the Third, who dragged us all to Kenya, but it's in the blood, you know, and raised with it, and I love it, and I could think of no better place than to be on my own Kublerwazi, my own piece of land down there.
0: I bet you have some really great adventures to share.
5: Sure, I suppose, yes. Uh, it's always possible to get me a little inebriated and tell you stories of wonderful elephant hunts and eating rhino hearts and and as the like it seems to excite people around the world for me it was just a childhood with my friends you know
3: ladies you see ella about to say something but she bites her tongue back and goes i'll save that fact for later
5: i would like a glass of
3: water ella
0: oh darling they're right over there
5: water i think i'm allergic to water gin i do like gin
0: why don't you go and help Catherine get that glass of water and I kind of look at Ella like did you not pay attention to the meeting minutes to the fucking briefing like I'd like the- a glass of water
3: oh well darling no, this the, uh, oh yes yes uh water must be retrieved because vodka it tends to sour this poor lady's stomach come come come
1: Mr. Mr. Jack Cavendish I'm sorry, we, the ladies, are very interested to see someone else is from the West, I'm sure. This is Vadim. He is the interpreter and escort for these women as they've uh, been going about. They are journalists. And he kind of looks at
5: you and chuckles and says, yes,
1: journalists from the West, here to discuss glories of
5: Russia. Oh, how wonderful, how wonderful. Very nice to meet you. Vadim, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your last name. And he puts his arm out. Mr. Cavendish, it is uh, the humble name of Gavrilov. Gavrilov, It's very, very nice to meet you, yes. And he grabs his hand firmly. Single pump release. My my pleasure, sir. I am at your
4: service.
1: So you hear Brazilovich say uh, to Kagan- Kaganovich, he says, a little couple of itches. Um, he says, you have been given permission to deal with the bear. And he's, well, I knew this would be time to present... A new possibility to our comrade secretary general things have not been going well there it has killed another seven men it's this thing is whatever it is is it it must be put down and jack has told me from much experience that it sounds like bear and from what i've been able to explain he believes it is bear and that that bear can be taken so i realize that this is an internal matter but he is a good friend and i've going to surprise comrade Secretary General Stalin with this solution and hope that he is pleased.
0: Sounds like one hell of a bear. Well, I hope,
5: yes. That'd be great, (laughs) wouldn't it? It'd be wonderful. It certainly sounds like... Bigger the bugger, the bigger the... Not too many bear in Africa. No, no, that's why I'm so keen, you see. Yes, yes. Well, I've hunted just about everything on on the continent, so I'm, you know, I'm looking... Looking elsewhere. I have been many places. I've travelled a bit here there, but never the big bars of Russia. So, you know.
0: What does in Mr.
5: Africa, in Africa always something else to eat you in Russia? Yes, that is quite true. Nothing if you're not careful, bear, you might be the something else, yes.
4: Nothing eats better in Russia.
0: What does Mr. Cavendish look like? Can we get a Oh, yeah.
5: Uh Jack Cavendish is uh, I think he's like five foot eleven, very lean. Um, He's got a very short cropped beard, about a a four to five day old beard on his face. Um, Normally he's dressed in sort of safari garb. In this case, he's, he's dressed in a tuxedo like everyone else. He's got his hair plastered down as they would in the 1930s. And aside from his uh, chattiness and, uh, and his ever present pipe, he is, um, he's looking pretty much normal like the rest of everyone else. You know, he's a, he's a bit of a charmer. How old is he? He's a bit of, he's 36 years old. He's a. He's a bit of a rogue. You know, he never married. Uh, enjoys his hunting, enjoys his, his women, his fun. So he's he's a bit of a rogue.
1: Nice.
0: He lovely. sounds lovely.
5: That's well, very kind of you.
1: So across the room, Jaganovich, the one who's escorting Jack around, says, Oh, look over there, Brazilovich, there. That's Yana Trent Trentikov. She's the one whose husband was just one of the seven men who was recently killed by the bear. The, uh, the secretary wanted to meet him, meet her tonight and offer his condolences. So she has been invited here as well, the poor thing. Razalovich acknowledges it. They do point out several other men moving around uh, before because we, we're going to get to the actual heart of the meeting here in a moment. Uh, there's a general, uh, Potolski. Uh, you end up learning that he is from Tomsk. Uh, an area that is not far from the Siber from in, it's in Siberia. And it's not far from where the uh, Scythian princess that you are interested in has been re- discovered uh, that he is in charge of an, uh, a camp entitled base 162.
4: I would ask him if he, uh, if he is familiar with captain, Walitsky.
1: Uh you're So you're, you're going to actually walk up and meet Potol- Potolsky? Oh, I'm because... sorry. I
4: thought you said you, we were introduced. Yeah. No, that's fine. You, you, you will be.
1: So at the, yes, of course. So we can roll that. We can run that out real quick. So general Potulski um, uh, is in his 50 early fifties, uh, total military look five, six, you know, fairly solid, strong, uh, looks like his in body style, probably of a man in his, you know, early 30, uh, late thirties, early forties. Well, very well kept in his full military uniform. He's not wearing a tuxedo, has several medals on his chest and, uh, you know, Brazilovich takes you, Vadim, over. The women are kind of mulling about speaking with Cavendish, and they're all kind of following about. And uh, I would probably says, ge-
0: stick with Vadim, just so there's two of us together. No, no, you're we all
1: call. together. Yeah, no, you're Me together.
0: And, uh,
3: uh Catherine went to go get some water.
1: Oh, what's... Okay, we'll deal with that in a moment. Um, so, yeah, Vadim, you're, he calls General Potolsky over, and he says, uh, General, this is, uh, this is the man who's those women... Who I sent that report out about the plane that uh, is going to help our glorious state. This is the gentleman who's been taking them around. This is this is Vadim Gavrilov, and he says, "Ah," and he clicks his, you know, kind of salutes in the Russian style and says, "General Potolsky,
4: nice to meet you, Comrade General." It is pleasure. You you are from uh, Tomsk area. I have been stationed in Tomsk now for eighteen months. I have good friend, uh, Captain Velitsky stationed at, uh, Tomsk. I, I trust he is name familiar to you. I know Velitsky is a good man. He is, he is. True, true man. The, the, uh, honored guests I've been escorting have expressed interest in, in, uh, visiting, uh, visiting the heartland, uh, going east, seeing more of what our country offers, and I was thinking of, uh, of perhaps heading towards your, uh, your, uh, area uh, in in earnest to uh, to visit with old friend kill uh, two birds one stone
1: I can understand your desire to go out into this area of Russia should you be able to arrange the proper passport the proper papers please give us a few days' notice and I will make sure that your friend is given a few days of r n r because unfortunately where he is stationed is uh very difficult to come into comrade mm. much is happening there that is uh
4: Sensitive to the state. Oh, I I understand, and, and that is very di- generous of you to offer. I I will uh, be in touch if if we uh, are able to be.
1: He uh, he produces a card and he says you can always contact my secretary. Uh, he is a uh, a captain as well, but and he gives you the name. And he says, should you be in the area, just again give us a day or two notice, and I can make sure that your friend is
4: is available for you.
1: Again, thank you. Of course, he says. Rosalovich, and he makes his way out. You you also see uh, a man by the name of Demoyk Medved. The other big name that comes to you is Laventy Beria, and he is the first secretary of Georgia. And Georgia is a large area, and this guy is the basically the governor of that part of the of Russia. He is also here. So there's a lot of heavy hitters tonight from the uh, from the controlling group, the committee in charge of Russia at this point and uh there's people milling about there's one or two people from the university um not too many of the intelligentsia one or two specific people that they would want to have here but you definitely are noticing a few other military commanders this definitely feels like it's a big big deal and uh we're about to get ready to sit down and start hearing the speeches and some of the information given before dinner so the cocktail party is winding down a little bit and everyone's be shown to their tables and that's where we'll call it for tonight. So you are in. We have just met Smiling Jack Cavendish.
0: Woo! Welcome back, Joel. I oh,
5: was so so very happy to be back with you all, you crazy mongrels.
0: We've
3: missed our English boys.
5: <laughs> very, very happy to be back.
1: So from all of us here at the Bardock College, from our, uh, our returning friend, uh, Joel playing Jack Cavendish, Mel playing Faye, Scott on... Vadim Gavrilov, Catherine Ross by Lauren, and of course, Ella Walcott, uh, played by Kayla. We want to say thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we, we assure you, this is a buildup that you're not going to want to miss the next episode. But until then, good night, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.